Welcome folks to tonight's session. Tonight I'm going to be dealing with the spirit of thanksgiving. And what I want us to do quickly is, I want us to go into the Bible and see what they used to do with regards to thanksgiving. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of points, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. I'm not going to get into reading it all tonight. So please, I want you just to write it down, go and have a look at it, and study it in your own lives. In your own time, and in your own lives, apply it as far as you can. But what I want you to see is... In the Old Testament, and I'm not even going to go through all of them, there were five major feasts that they always had. Okay? And in the feasts, I just want to deal with the first two. We call it the burnt offering was the one. Remember that that is whenever they sacrificed an animal, they put it on the altar and they just burnt it up. Okay? And sometimes David, for instance, would get quite excited and burn up a stack of animals. Remember when he was bringing the ark in, every few feet you'd just sacrifice animal, sacrifice animal. And so the one offering was called the burnt offering. It was an offering that was given directly to God, for God and only to Him. And then there was another offering called the peace offering. Or the thanksgiving offering. And this was an offering when God had done something, they would give a thanksgiving offering. They would give an offering and what they would do is they would actually, as what we would know as a bryphalace, they would actually cook this animal. It was the only one of the five offerings that they were allowed to eat the entire animal. But God made one condition with this offering. He said, if you come to celebrate, and you come with a thanksgiving offering, you have got to eat everything that is cooked. Nothing was allowed to be left over for the next day. Everything had to be done in that day. Now there was a real spiritual significance when it comes to this peace offering because God intended people to give thanksgiving and be grateful and thankful when He did something for them. When God does something for you, you need to be able to come back and say, God, I thank you for the thing that you did in my life. Thank you for the miracle that just took place. And very often we neglect this thing in our lives. We just think we deserve it as children of the Lord. We just deserve it because we're in the new covenant. And we just expect God to do a whole lot of things for us. I want to tell you that that's not true. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 17 to 19, it says this. Now when the Philistines, uh, Philistines heard that they had anointed David king of, over Israel, all the Philistines went out to search for David. David heard of this and went down to the stronghold. And the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Reshem. Now listen to this one. Sorry? Am I reading right? No, I'm not in the right place. Let's go back. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 17. There we go. Sorry. If I read the right chapter, it would help. Alright, so they brought the ark, as I was reading, I was like wondering, what scripture did I put in here? I was like, I don't remember this. Alright, let's try it again. This looks a lot better. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in the place in the midst of the tabernacle. Remember David had just brought this ark in. And he had killed animal after animal after animal after animal. Literally thousands of animals to bring this ark in. So he brings it into his house, Mount Zion. He has this tabernacle. He opens up all the flaps. 
And he puts the ark in and listen to this. And he set it in the place in the midst of the tabernacle and David had erected for it. Then David offered the burnt offerings. So in other words, he just killed all his animals. But when the, when the ark settled, he then goes and does a special burnt offering to God himself. Alright? So he puts a whole lot of animals up there and he burns them as burnt offerings. And look what happens. And peace offerings before the Lord. So in other words, the burnt offering was, God, this is for you. We just want to worship you. We want to just thank you. But Lord, I'm also going to do peace offering. And a peace offering is this, is we are going to celebrate and we're going to thank God that the ark is back. That the Philistines don't have the ark anymore. And that the presence of God comes back here. Verse 18. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offering, in other words, now he had basically bride. Okay, he's now cooked this animal. He bled, uh, and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among them all, and the entire multitude of Israel, in other words, the entire nation that was there, both men and women, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, okay, excuse me, a cake of raisins, and so that all the people departed and everyone went to their own house. So in other words, he said, listen, I'm going to offer a burnt offering to the Lord, but then we are going to thank Him. And as part of that thanking, we are going to have a celebration meal together, and I'm going to feed whoever is around. And he said, I want to thank God for what God did for us. I want to thank God for what He brought us through. And let me tell you something, when you start thanking God, God starts even moving further in your life. Now I want us to turn over to 1 Kings. I just want to show you one one or two more scriptures with regards to this burnt offering idea. Kings is the next book. I'm sure I can find three. Chapter 3. Verse 4. And now this is the story of Solomon. Now David has died. Solomon has now been anointed king. And look what he does. Verse 4. Now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was a great high place. Listen to this. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. You see, Solomon did not serve the Lord like David did. He did not have a heart after God. He did not, he did not have the, the connection like David did. So he was copying his dad. So what does he do? He goes, listen, I need to find the best place, the closest, most holy place that I can find. He goes there and he sacrifices a thousand animals as an offering to the Lord. He says, God, I honor you. I worship you and I thank you for this. So what is the result when he worshipped God and he honoured God? That is where he fell asleep, and I'm not going to read it all. He fell asleep and the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him, what would you like? You know, Janine really loves this portion of scripture. Well, let's just read it, it's quite funny. Verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and said, ask what what should I give you? Okay, so now we know... um, that he asked for wisdom. I just wanted to see the scripture. Verse 
I'm just going to tell you, I can't find the exact verse now. You can look it up in that chapter. It's, this is the funny part. He goes and dreams of him asking God, you know, God asking him and having this discussion. And then at the end of the dream, God says, well, he was very well pleased with his answer. I mean, now God's busy pleased with the answer of the dream, you know. But the thing is, God then honors Solomon and gives him this wisdom to operate. I want you to see what happens in verse 15. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. So what does he do? He goes and copies his dad. He goes back to exactly what David would do. Listen, I've just sacrificed out there. I come to the ark of the covenant. So what does he do? He offers up burnt offerings once again, just like David did. And then he offered peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. He then said, listen, I'm going to honor God. Thank you, God, that you have given me wisdom. Thank you that you have done this thing for me. So I want you to see that this peace offering is very, very important. And I'm going to go through some things in the Word right now. You're going to see what God does with this thing. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 26... It says, And when they had come to the city of Judah, and the places around Jerusalem, from the land of Benjamin, and from the lowlands, and from the mountains of the south, bringing forth burnt offerings and sacrifices, grain offerings, incense, listen to this, bringing sacrifices of praise to the house of the Lord. In other words, it was an offering of thanksgiving that was offered. You know, this is why the Bible says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. You don't come into God's presence without being thankful. You don't come to God and say, I earned this, or I deserve this, or I, you know, you better do something for me. You must be thankful in your heart for what God has done for you. Do you know how important this was? That men were actually appointed as part of their job just to give thanks. I want you to go and read this quickly. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 4, it says, And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. Their whole job was to sit there and to go and thank God for everything that he was doing every day for Israel. I want you to know that the wicked are ungrateful. But God is expecting us to have a heart of thanksgiving. When God does something for you, you have to go back and you have to say, God, what is my peace offering? You see, I believe that it is something that we are losing in the New Testament. I don't believe that we are in the place where we are truly thankful for when God does something for you. And what do I mean by that? Let me tell you something. There are many times when God does something supernaturally and you are not actually thankful. You are not doing something physically to say thank you to God that you can really see that He has done something for you. Let me give you an example. It's like now there's a drought going on in the area. Alright, in the past when there was a drought, we used to call a prayer meeting and say, okay, let's pray for rain. And we'd have 800 farmers sitting there to pray for rain. The rain came, God honored it, He really, literally within days, the drought was broken. When we called for a thanksgiving service, we ended up with like 30 people. What happened from 800 to 30? 
You see, people in their own hearts are ungrateful. Now I want you to know that if you are grateful to God, God starts promoting you. There is a promotion and an extra blessing that comes to people who actually know how to be grateful. There is an extra anointing that comes on you, an ability that comes on you if you understand how to be grateful. And I'll show you in scripture where this works. Well, let me just use a quick example. How many of you know the story of the ten lepers? Alright, the ten lepers. God, uh, Jesus came and he prayed for the ten, and every single one of them were healed. Only one came back and said, listen, I'm really grateful. Thank you for what you did. What does the Bible say happened to that guy? He became whole. In other words, where the leprosy had taken his hand off or whatever was missing, God restored it. Jesus prayed for him and he was totally restored as a total whole person just because he said thank you. You must understand, a guy could be healed, but it didn't mean that he was whole. And I think Jesus did that deliberately for these guys to make a point. So I want you to know that when you come with a thanksgiving attitude, now how do I come with a thanksgiving attitude in the New Testament? Because we don't go and offer animals anymore. Well, whatever the area is that you can, you do it. Let me give you an example. If it is a practical thing that God has given you, then you need to do something practically back to somebody else and help them. If God has given you something supernaturally, financially, you take a portion of that and say, God, I'm going to give it to you. This is not my tithe, this is not my offering. This is a thanksgiving offering to you. I thank you for the supernatural intervention that you did in my life. I want to tell you, if we start doing that, God is going to start moving in your life. Why? Because He can trust you. He can see that you appreciate His move in your life. And when you, if you've been sick, and God has healed you, that you testify of it, and say, I want to thank God for the supernatural healing that has happened in my life. There's a lot of people that have got healed, and have not ever said anything about it to anybody else. I want to tell you something, there is something serious about a thanksgiving offering, a thanksgiving service. And this is what we need to start doing. If something supernaturally happens to you, if you've been healed or something like that, I would suggest that you throw a party. I want to tell you right now that you throw a party. You know, like, let's use in my own life right now. Let me tell you something, I am very grateful by the mere fact that God has opened up a door that I'm on television right now. I don't take that for granted. Let me tell you something, that has been something that God has spoken to me for 15 odd years and it only came to pass now. I don't take that lightly. I give thanks for that thing. Like when the first programming was aired, I made sure that I celebrated that. Not because of me, but because of what God did for us to be obedient to His word. And people can sit down and go, well that's eccentric, that's not, you know, I don't care what people think. Don't you think it was eccentric for these guys to sacrifice a thousand animals every time they did something? Come on, there's not one. I mean, just imagine a thousand animals, and these are not goats. Alright? This is cows. Can you imagine a thousand cows going up in one big bride place just to say thank you? 
But that wasn't even at the thank you. The bride place was just sitting down. We want to worship you. We love you, Lord. So we'll just sacrifice our animals. Because remember that if they did the, the Thanksgiving offering, they had to eat the entire thing. No meat was allowed to be left over that day. So what does that mean? They ate until they were full. They celebrated properly. I want to tell you right now, we need to celebrate properly. When God does a supernatural intervention in your life, you celebrate it. You thank God for when He did it and that He did it for you. And I'm telling you right now, when we start having this attitude of gratitude, we are going to see a major change in our lives. Let me tell you something. God commands us to be thankful. Let's quickly go and have a look. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I've got so many scriptures here, I'm going to just have to highlight a few. It says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything give thanks. God, I thank you for my situation right now, even though it might not be the best. I thank you that you are still in control. Lord, that you are still making a way out for me. That you are busy getting people lined up to bail me out of this situation. You see, I want you to know that there are many times when you can sit down and say, God, I don't see my way out of this thing. This thing is way past my ability. But I thank you that you care for me. I thank you for what you are going to do. And when it comes through, you throw the biggest party you can and celebrate God's goodness. Celebrate the fact that God has done something for you. You know... The other day we went to an Indian family and they were busy celebrating and they celebrate everything. Okay? Any major thing happens in the family, there's a big family celebration. They just started a business and they were celebrating the fact that God gave them the ability to start a business. And so I went to part of this thing and it was a... a, Proper Thanksgiving ceremony, people gave testimonies on how God opened the doors and intervened and how that we could just celebrate. And let me tell you something, you ate until you fell off the chair. And I looked at this thing and I said, man, this is a lovely tradition that people have got where they're actually celebrating and thanking God. And they're celebrating the goodness of God. And apparently they do that. Any child getting born, you know, anybody getting engaged, anybody getting married, any major event, it was just a celebration. I want to tell you right now, God appreciates that. And I want to encourage us to start practicing that more often. When God does something for you, celebrate it. Thank Him for what He has done. How should we give thanks? Now, there's quite a many ways that you could give thanks. Alright, I'm just going to just read it. You can get, go look up the scriptures audibly in Psalm 34 verse 1. In verbal testimony, like I said, if you've been healed from sickness, you can't give something. Alright, in 1 Chronicles 16 verse 8. In music, 1 Chronicles 16 verse 7. With song. 2 Samuel 22 verse 50 with musical instruments Nehemiah 12 verse 27 with prayer in Ephesians 1 16 with shouts of joy in Psalm 100 verse 1 alright amongst the heathen in Psalm 57 verse 9 in the company of God's people 2 Chronicles 31 2 in the privacy of your home in Daniel 6 verse 10 alright when should we give thanks when do I give thanks Number one, 
in every circumstance. I need to give thanks in every circumstance. No matter what happens to me, I need to give thanks. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things. To God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to permanently be giving thanks. Listen to this. Number two, while entering His presence. Psalm 95 verse 2. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. I want to tell you right now, most of us don't come with thanksgiving. Most of us come with a shopping list. God, I've got this need, you better help me. And these are the following ten points that I need solved right now. We don't come and say, thank you Lord for saving me. No matter how bad it's looking and the rest of the stuff. If we come with an attitude of thankfulness, God starts moving. I want to tell you right now, we should really start practicing this peace offering. Number three, you need to give thanks continually and habitually. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15, Therefore, let, uh, therefore by Him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to Him. That is the fruits of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Continually. You know that I've met a few people in my life that permanently give thanks. You go ask them, how's it going? It's going wonderful. Meanwhile, I know things are not wonderful and things are going wrong and somebody's sick in the house and you know they're really going through strain. They're going, no, life's wonderful. I thank God that we can breathe every day. I thank God for the weather. Let me tell you something. Those people always end up on top. And let me tell you something, even their age, because right now they're in their 80s, and they still think life's wonderful, and God loves them, and it's just awesome to be alive. You see, we've got to understand the power of giving thanks. And there's quite a long list of what we sh- for what we should be giving thanks for. For victory, I'm just going to list them for you. For victory, for His goodness and mercy, for His protection, for His holiness and faithfulness, for the wonders of creation and life, for His truth, for food, drink and other provisions, for healing, for the evidence of God at working in the people of God, for the spiritual gifts, for salvation, for wisdom and power that's been given to us, for answered prayer, for everything else. For all men we should be giving thanks. Can you see there's a serious amount of scripture on this? There's a serious amount of scripture on this. I want to encourage us, guys. Let's start somewhere. And say, God, when was the, what is the last victory that, that happened to me? What is the last thing that I know God did for me? The secret of maintaining a grateful heart is being content. It's very important that we are content no matter what situation we are in. We need to thank Him daily in Psalm 68 verse 19. Thank Him no matter what happens. I want you to read this. Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 11. Not that I speak in regard to need... For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. 1 Timothy 6.6 6. 
Now godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6.8 And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. What does that mean? It means, whatever situation I'm in, I can be content. If I'm content, I'm going to be grateful. If you are not content of where you're at, and constantly moaning, and saying, well, this is not good enough, and that's not right, and everything else, you are not going to be grateful in what God is doing for you. So I want to challenge us tonight. Guys, we have got to get to the place where we are genuinely grateful. I want to challenge us. Are you prepared to start celebrating God in your life? Are you prepared to genuinely start having a physical celebration? And I don't mean something just, I call it as a light thing that happened to me. Where God genuinely moved in your life. That you celebrate the fact that God protected you. Let me give you an example. My brother fell off a roof, or through a roof. Okay, how many meters was that? Nine, nine and a half meters. Okay, how many stories is that about? Three stories. He fell three stories onto concrete. Okay, the only thing wrong with him was that he had um, damaged his wrist. He'd broken uh, something in his wrist. Okay, and there was, a, there was three ribs that were uh, bruised or cracked, and then there was a mark on his face. Let me tell you something. The fact that he's alive was God's protection. We need to be grateful that God looked after him. We need to be grateful when God, and celebrate that. And not just go, yes, you're a lucky chap, eh? No, you should have been dead, but just... We need to sit down and be grateful when God does something supernatural. Protects, looks after, brings us through a crisis. Because we need to celebrate with a person. You see, this is what is important. The peace offering was not a private thing. The peace offering was never something that was private. It was always a public testimony of something that God had done. And so whenever they brought a peace offering, like Solomon, he says, God, like, this is what he would have said to his guys, God has spoken to me, he's given me wisdom to rule this nation. Because that is what he was asking. Help me rule these people, I don't know what to do. And he says, God has given me this, I'm going to celebrate the fact that God is intervening in my life. David celebrated the fact that God allowed him to bring the ark back. Remember the first time the guy got killed? And he celebrated it. You go look, Moses, all the guys, whenever they brought the peace offering, it was a celebration of people around them to actually appreciate what God had done. This is what we are going to be doing for eternity, folks. Psalm 45 verse 17 says this, I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, the people shall praise you forever and ever. Psalm 52 verse 9, I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name. For it is good. These two scriptures came from David's heart. He says, I'm going to constantly be praising you. I'm going to constantly, forever and ever, going to be grateful for what you did for me. What was the biggest thing that God did for David? Let me tell you something. It was the fact that he had given him the Holy Spirit. 
Remember whenever he sinned, the first thing he said, please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. That because of the Holy Spirit, he was able to have a relationship with God that nobody else had. And so that was something he was really grateful for. He was grateful for the relationship that he had with God, that God even said, listen, David is my friend. He's a friend of God. I want you to know that when you come into this thing of really being grateful, God starts promoting you. God starts releasing more into your life. Because too many Christians are using God like a quick fix. Too many Christians are just sitting down and saying, Listen, I need something, so God, you better do it. You're my God. It's like, you know, a little child coming to your father and going, Listen, Dad, I need school clothes. Or I need this. Or I need that. It's half a demand. Why? And it's not that they're totally wrong. Because they are demanding on their relationship. It's the same, you can go to God, you can demand your healing, you can demand anything that you want, because it's rightfully yours, you can do it. But let me tell you something, there has to be a gratitude that comes with it. And that's an element I believe that the church has lacked. If we come with that gratitude, I believe with all my heart that God is going to take us places that we've never been before. Let me tell you what happens in our life. If there are times, let's take example now, I've just said that if we are coming to the place, if something supernatural comes into my life, we will try and celebrate it as much as possible. And if something happens in my life that is financial, that is supernatural, that that didn't come normally, there was a gift given or somebody helped us or something that was really good, you know, that is there to bless my family, One thing we do is we take of that and we go and honor God with it. Say, God, what can we do to help somebody? What can we do to honor it? We go and help your work. Where can we help with? Because if we're not grateful for what God has done, God can't bring us to the place that He has for us. So tonight, I want every head bowed and every eye closed, and I want you to ask yourself, How grateful have we actually been? Have you actually applied the peace offering in your your life? Have you actually gone to God and said, God, thank you that I am even alive, that I can breathe, that I can work, that I can move? You see, there's so many things we can actually be thankful for if we just get away from looking at the world standards. But tonight I want to challenge us and say don't be in a place where you settle for second best. But let's get to a new level. Let's get to the place where we can genuinely celebrate the things of God. And that we can get to the place where we can be like that leper and say thank you God for what you did. And allow God to bring us to a new place of understanding, a new place of revelation, a new authority, a new blessing, a new flow in our lives. Because we are permanently thankful for what He is doing and has done in our lives. Lord, I pray right now for every single person. Lord, I pray that we're not going to stay the same, but Lord, we are going to go into a new level of thanksgiving. And Lord, we are going to celebrate the things that you have done for us. 
And Lord, we truly are going to be grateful and we are going to be content with where we are at right now. And Lord, I just want to say thank you for all the favor, all the miracles that have been taking place in our lives as a family. Lord, I thank you for leading us and directing us and opening doors that you have for us. Lord, I thank you for all the men and women that have helped us to get this far. But Lord, right now I thank you that you have protected my family, that every single one of us still serve you. And Lord, that not one of my children have become rebellious. Lord, I worship you for that. And Lord, I want to just pray that each one of us will have an attitude of gratitude. And Lord, that we will celebrate every single time a major thing is coming to our lives. And we thank you for this right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, folks, for listening to today's message. I trust that you are blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number, 082-659-2224, or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website, www.fathersheart.co.za. Also, subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.